Welcome to the LarryInFishers.com podcast. I'm Larry Lannon. This is a chance for local people or people with a local connection to sit down and talk about what is going on with them in the Fishers community. This is a part of my local Fishers Indiana News blog that began in January of 2012. I started these podcasts in 2016 and have been going ever since. Now, here's the latest edition of the LarryInFishers.com podcast. I'm at Hub and Spoke here in Fishers at 106th Street near the Nickel Plate Trail, and it's the new headquarters for the Fishers Parks and Recreation Department, and I'm very happy to have with me Marissa Deckert, the Assistant Director for the Fishers Park and Recreation Department. Also very happy to have Shannon Jones, a, uh, an addition, a recent addition to the staff here at the Park and Recreation Department. You are the Experience Coordinator, and I've got to talk about everything that goes into that job. That's, a, that's quite a job title there, so I'm sure you have a lot to live up to. So Shannon, uh, welcome. Good to have you here. <laughs> Thank you. Happy to be here. I wanted to uh, talk about a number of things. Uh, we are actually recording this early on uh, April the 6th, but we are going to be releasing this at the time that all of the, I think, Tuesday night concerts, correct? That will be the free concerts all correct. on Tuesday nights this year. And uh, we have uh, this just been announced uh, as we release the podcast. And there's there all sorts of uh, bands that are uh, here. And I'm going to ask Shannon to talk to me about some of these bands. Some of them are familiar. They, mm-hmm. and people are going to remember them. Others may be new. The first one's called the Cool City Band, Indianapolis. They've been around for a few years. Uh, what would you like to say? They're the first band coming up on June the 7th. So we're really excited to have Cool City Band opening up the... Um the summer community concert series for us. Um, they have uh, performed for us in the past. Uh, they bring uh, some really great energy. Um, I know that they are a fan favorite um, from years prior. Um, and you know, getting ready to take this opportunity bef- beforehand, I did some investigating to see you know what um, our citizens and residents really enjoyed, and that was a, a band that really came up quite often. And so uh, we were lucky to uh, be able to book them on the date um, and, and really kick off the season. Yeah, and one, one thing I like, and you know, in this era of electronic music, I have nothing against that. Maybe it's just my age showing here, but I really like instrumentation. This is 11 piece bands, mm-hmm. that's a great sound. Yeah, they yeah. do. The band just comes together. They they really do work really well together, and they can do a variety of music, um, pretty much cater to whatever experience you're looking for. And so um, I, I'm sure that they're going to put a, a really great show. Next uh, show is on the 14th of June. Mike and Joe, they're from the Chicago area. What can you say about them? Mike and Joe are uh, another um, you know band that we've worked with in the past, another really big fan favorite. Um, you know, Mike and Joe... They just put on a really good show, and we're really excited to, to have them uh, be a part of this this season. Um, like I said, it was another group that uh, fans really wanted us to, to to bring back and wanted to work with, and we were really happy to that um, the dates that we had available worked out well with their schedule. Um, you know, they're kind of doing us a favor by coming down and, and performing for us, and, and uh, um, 
because they could go they could go anywhere. They're they're, they're that good. Um, but they wanted to come back to Fishers, and and that's really exciting. I'll throw in there last. Uh Last season, we had Mike and Joe, and I had not seen them before. I had heard about them. A lot of people travel um, regionally to come see them at the Nickel Plate, and they put on such a great show, and they're so personable, engaging with the audience. It was really, really fun to see, and then I got it. Like, oh, okay, this is why. I want to stay with you because uh, one thing I've been hearing around town is why doesn't the amp feature more local musicians? And I see you have Fisher's Music Works uh, coming up on June the 21st. Tell us how that came about. Yeah. Um, so this is a uh, this is leading up to our Spark Fishers event. And so it's a week. We've taken Spark, and it used to all fall in one day. We had, and then we did the Friday and Saturday. And now we've kind of spread that out over the week. So this will be our kickoff to that. And so Fishers Music Works, um, local musicians, they're going to be playing um, uh, patriotic music. Um, so it'll kind of kick off that week uh, before 4th of July. So we're really excited. We've worked with them a lot in the past for other events, and we're excited to have them come back on the stage. I want to ask you to comment on one more band, because Dave and Ray come up on uh, June the 28th, and that's, that is a group that always packs the house. Yes, yeah. So I personally haven't seen Dave and Ray, so I'm excited. This is going to be another uh, Mike and Joe experience for me, I think. But we have heard the same thing, that uh, they, that fans would like to see them back on the stage. Um, I think that they have played farmer's markets before. Um, so this is like a little bit bigger stage for them. So, same stage, I guess, just bigger crowd. I and to say. add to that, I, I know them from my experience working with the Pacers. Mm-hmm. So Dave and Ray played quite a bit uh, in my my tenure there, um, uh, opening up the the gates for for all of our fans to come in and kind of playing them through. And I mean, for just a two person group, I mean, they they rock the house. Nice. Um, so really excited to work with Dave and Lisa. Um, I know. They're going to bring a, a really great showing the day, the day that they perform. Yeah, and if it's your first time, you'll enjoy it. And if you've seen them before, you know, a lot of repeat customers, they've been here year after year, and people keep coming back to see them. Um, let me ask uh, Shannon to talk about Fool House. They're another Chicago band. So Fool House is a, is a new band that we haven't worked with in the past. Um, they are from the Chicagoland area, and... Um, it's really exciting. They they just bring a ton of energy. So they're a cover band that uh, really focuses on uh, late '90s, early 2000s, 2010 kind of music, uh, that pop rock. So everything for those of you know those of my age who are like of that TRL culture and watching videos. I mean, they're really going to tap into that group. Um, so you know, I, I imagine we're going to have a lot of people who who know almost every song word by word, singing along, dancing along, um, you know, just kind of reliving some of their junior high and high school dreams. Um, it's really exciting. And, you know, they're going to also be on the 4th of July performing. So uh, one of the, that's kind of the one of the things that is different from our Tuesday show is that the, this show will actually be on Monday because the 4th of July falls on a Monday. And then followed by their show, we will actually have our fireworks um, Going so it's it's going to be a full on big show and we're expecting a, some some good uh, turnout for that. Yeah, nothing like a good fireworks show and a good band on the Fourth of July. And speaking of uh, people remembering music and uh, dancing to it, uh, Marissa, you got you've got an '80s tribute band coming up. 
on July the 12th. Yes. Um, this is kind of the era I grew up in. I was born in the 70s, but um, we're not going to talk about what year specifically, but this <laughs> I, is kind of the music I grew up in. I didn't, I didn't ask. No, no. <laughs> Um, we're excited. We have worked with uh, this band uh, in the past as well, and it uh, features one of our favorite IT directors, maybe from the city of Fishers. Really? Yes. Yeah. That's worth going just to it's, see that. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I said. We won't tell you who, though. <laughs> you just have to spot him yeah. on yeah. the stage. Yeah. And that's uh, that takes in a lot of music, the 80s. Yes. Now, I was born in the 50s, and my music is mostly the 60s, too. Okay. So that's the way it usually works. Yep. Uh, but no, that's... Uh, uh, sometimes people, Shannon, hesitate to use the word tribute. But you don't mind doing that, because uh, it really does denote that's that era's music. Some people look at tribute and think of knockoff. But I think tribute really does say it the right way. Well, I think when you, when you are a good band and you are paying... Um, homage to different groups and different genres uh, and do it well, I think tribute is accurate. Um, I think they go out there and they do the best show that they can and they do it respectfully and I think if any of those groups um, that they cover were to hear them, I think that they would say they're pretty good. Well, the next group is a group that is very well known. In fact, it uh, was traditional for years. They would open the concert series. It didn't work out that way scheduling-wise. July 19th is My Yellow Rickshaw. And, um, well, I have to say a number of people in this community are familiar with them. You want to take that, Marissa? Sure, I'll take that. Um, They started when my first year um, working with Fishers. Um, Yes, they did open. Um, Packed the house. um, Put on a great show. And um, since they, we took an intentional uh, pause in booking them uh, because they had played and we wanted to give an opportunity to some other local bands in the last couple years. So we were really excited to get them back on the bill. Yeah, My Yellow Rickshaw. I mean, I, I remember when the amphitheater was undergoing the renovation and you had to set up a, 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 a kind of a makeshift stage in front of City Hall. And that was the year that they opened that year. Oh, and yeah. Tons of people were there, and it rained. Oh. <laughs> but it didn't deter anybody. I love that. That's <laughs> my, those are my favorite stories, when yeah. people just like stay there. And yeah, we had that once last year. Luckily, it was only once, but it was amazing how people took shelter and then returned right back as soon as it stopped. That's right. They don't. They they just hang around. They find a place yep. to shelter. And <laughs> last uh, uh, of the uh, Tuesday night concerts will be on July 26. Toy Factory. How about you, Shannon? Talk about them. Uh I, I really just enjoy this group. This is um, before coming to to join this team. Uh, this is one of the few bands that I've actually heard personally, and they they just put on a really really good show. They 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 cover a lot of different types of music, and they just have a really great time. Um, another resident favorite in this area. They've helped. They've helped us. Uh, performing in different capacities, whether it be at the AMP or performing at Spark or um, other different things. I mean, people people know who they are. Um, so really excited to bring them back and have them kind of close out the, the summer. One of my favorite stories uh, uh, from Spark was we had not traditionally booked uh, Toy Factory for our Tuesday nights, and we booked them for Spark, and they were playing on North Street right in front of Four Day Ray. And 
it was kind of clear that, you know, there's a handful of people there on North Street and they took the stage and it was like people were just flowing from different buildings and and it was a dance party. And I took a video, I still have that video of just it they packed the street almost immediately and had so much fun. And I in that moment I'm like, we gotta get them on the amp stage. This is this is a party waiting to happen. Well and so I I want to stay with you, Marissa, because uh, that's the lineup for the uh, for the Tuesday night concerts. They are free concerts for you, um, but there's been a lot of uh, how should I put it chatter on social media because you uh, before that announcement uh, announced is it five five different acts yes. uh, for ticketed concerts. Now these tickets are twenty dollars, correct? Twenty five the day of the show, and if you go out and price a concert, you're not going to find one anywhere close to that. Right. <laughs> but uh, talk about how you plan. You've expanded the number of ticketed concerts. Am I right on that? It yeah. seems like you have more now than you've had. You've sort of experimented with it in past years. It looks like it's it's been a success. Talk about how you have mixed in the free concerts with the ticketed uh, concerts and what you're offering at the AMP. Sure. We wanted to provide two different experiences, you know, and not taking anything away from the Tuesday community concerts. Um, We might, you know, sprinkle in some more free concerts as our calendar kind of fills out. That's kind of TBD, but we didn't want to take away from that, and that is a certain experience and I think a tradition that people like to come and enjoy. Um, But we also wanted to provide an experience, much like you would see um, at a venue, maybe downtown Indy, at a Hi-Fi or a Vogue, um, and not having Fisher's residents having to leave and go downtown, providing that same experience at the AMP, which is such a beautiful venue. It's nice to be outdoors. And so targeting maybe a little bit younger demographic, some of these up-and-coming artists that probably next year we wouldn't be able to afford um, at the AMP. And so really trying to get them in that sweet spot. And that was a challenge to find, you know, there's, it's funny when you're, when you're talking about booking shows, there is um, like local bands and then there's these real big bands and there is not a lot of in between so it jumps from you know a couple thousand dollars to seventy five thousand dollars very quickly um and there's not a lot of in between so we really worked hard um with mokb um to find these bands that are just about to hit it real big you know shannon i i uh I have friends of mine that went to Franklin College in the early 70s. And the reason I mentioned that is that they had a they, they would book, a, every year they'd book a band to come in to play their homecoming or something. Every year, when they, the band that they featured had a hit record the next year. Yeah. Like, was a big name that could never afford. I was trying to think of Loggins and Messina, if you remember them from the 70s. They played Franklin College one year. Nobody knew who they were. The next year, they were, you know, everywhere. And and, and it really is uh, sort of an art form to try to find these up-and-coming acts that you think are, are going to hit it big, but you can get them now. Well, I think, you know, a lot of credit goes to well, to MLKB, who really helped us with this. Um, Explain I, who MLKB is, just in case people don't know. I'll let Marissa do that. <laughs> So they uh, they run they manage the Hi-Fi downtown. They have a couple other um, venues. So they do um, 
they do a lot of stuff downtown Indy. There are some other venues that they're working on, um, helping with booking and ticketing, and they do. They have various different facets of their business. So didn't mean to interrupt you no, there, but, no, I want, uh, th- uh, but just talk about these up-and-coming groups. This really is an art form to get these acts before they're big. Well, I think for a lot of these artists, um, you may have heard one or two of their songs. You just didn't know it. Mm-hmm. Um, and once... You know, when we were kind of going through the list of people that we were uh, going to pursue uh, for the summer, um, I was like, I don't think I've heard of that person. And then I went to their website and listened to some videos like, oh, I do know that song. I have heard that. And so there's a lot of that this year where you may not necessarily recognize the band name, but once you hear one of the songs or once they start playing the melody, you'll know exactly, you know, who, who you were listening to. Um, one of our, uh, one of my coworkers, uh, when we were booking one of the bands was like, oh, this person's in my playlist. I had no idea who they were, but it was just so uh, this, there's some natural uh, filtration there, um, and I think a lot of people will, uh, you know, come to enjoy these shows. Um, in my previous experiences working for for other in, other uh, entertainment venues, um, that was always the joy to see a group that was just starting out and looking back you know 10 years ago looking at back where they are now so like one group that comes to mind is like little big town i remember when they were a little nothing group and now look at them or bruno mars when he was just coming out now look at him you know <laughs> i want to talk about each just a, a moment or two for each of the the ticketed shows you're going to have and i was talking Shan- with shannon uh, marissa right before you came in and uh Lawrence is the one you've most recently announced coming up on August 27th. They call themselves a soul pop group. So I went to YouTube and I found a video they did. And my gosh, talk about high energy, particularly the lady Lawrence. Yes. She can get out there and, and he he kind of goes back and he'll he'll play the, the keyboard and he'll jump in. But she's like the star of the show when it comes to the vocals. So it was very impressive. They're going to generate a lot of energy on that stage. Yes. Yeah. I think a lot of our bands this year um, are kind of in that same vein. And um, this one was one of the ones that I, I did not think that I knew them, but their hit, Don't Lose Sight, if you play that, you're like, oh, yeah, I've definitely heard this one. Um, super high energy, really fun. They're a sibling duo, so that's kind of fun uh, to see that, too. It reminds me of, like, uh, the Billie Eilish, like, the new kind of more soul Billie mm-hmm. Eilish. Um, but, yeah, it's it's really cool. I'm excited for that. And uh, coming up on August 19th is Main Squeeze. They're called an American funk band. Shannon, what do we know about Main Squeeze? Uh, they're extremely popular in this area. Um, they do, they, they, I mean, they started you know, fairly recently and have already put out four different albums. Um, they're going to really uh, kind of tap into some of that funk era, uh, some of that 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 vibe that's kind of really resurfaced over the past couple years um you know really just an exciting fun group um look very much looking forward to to tear this is my, this might be my favorite one yeah. out of this lineup the main squeeze oh yeah yeah, yeah. well and and then i'm gonna try to pronounce this correctly <laughs> waxahachi 
I think it's Waxahachie. Unless okay. we're also wasn't, wrong. It wasn't quite there, but uh, <laughs> let me ask Marissa to talk about this group. Sure. This one is going to bring a little bit different energy. This is a little bit more kind of laid back, like a typical American kind of indie music um, singer-songwriter vibe. Um but really great. This was one that I was surprised when we announced this one. Um, it was one that I was not familiar with um, ahead of this and um, got several text messages from residents like, oh, yeah, I'm so excited for this. I'm like, great. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think it'll be a really cool balance to the rest. And uh, on, let's see, it'll be uh, July 16th, uh, Shannon Colony House describes themselves as an indie rock band from Franklin, Tennessee, just uh, just right near Nashville. Yep. Talk about them. Uh, another really uh, good group with a good following. Um, one that I wasn't very familiar with at first, but uh, we listened to through the music. I was like, oh, I know that song. I've, I've heard that before. And... Um, you know, just really excited to have them. I know that they're going to put on a really good show as well, and they're not—they're not, you know, not from far from here. So, um, you know, really tapping into some of that regional uh, following as well. I'm sure and people will come up, you know, even from Tennessee to see them. They—they've uh, hit the Billboard chart, and for a regional band to do that—that's—that's—that's uh, that's, that's quite something. Yeah. And the first uh, uh, announcement of a ticketed show was Hound Mouth. It's coming up on. June the 18th. I'll let Marissa talk about them. They call themselves an alternative blues band. Yeah, so we were maybe a little hesitant to book Houndmouth originally because we've had them before. And I think they played, I want to say 2018. It was prior to me coming on board. Um, but it was a sold-out show. Everybody was super excited to see them. So we were like, do we want to do something that we've already done? And um, I think we were able to get them in at a lock them in in a great spot. They were um, really excited to return to the amp, and so um, that that for me was like, oh wow, we are we're still able to <laughs> we're still able to get them on the stage. Um, but they've played South by Southwest, um, you know, they've played Lollapalooza, Bonnaroo, they've played some really big festivals. Um, they're from Indiana, from New Albany, um, so that's a really cool local thing, and it's fun to have them return. And uh, Shannon, one thing that usually comes up later because it's uh, it's uh, at the tail tail end of the season, uh, mm -hmm. Labor Day weekend. The Blues Fest is coming up, and, and you have not announced the bands yet. But uh, tell me a little bit about what you're looking for. What type of acts? Uh, what do you want? Some regional acts, maybe a national act. We've done it's been done a number of different ways in the past. How would you view the bands you're looking for? Um. I would say a little bit of both. I think we want to, uh, I think we always want to highlight the great artists that we have locally in any way that we can and try to provide the best platform for them to 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 put on a great show. Uh, but we also want to bring in some good artists from maybe outside of the region uh, who also want to showcase their talent. And so finding that nice blended mix of, of you know, maybe people from California, from New York, or from the South, but also, you know, highlighting that we have a lot of great talent right here in Indiana. And so um, really trying to sprinkle in a, a, a mix of those. We'll have a couple different stages going on. Uh, it's a two-day celebration. Um, so 
it's, it's going to be a lot of coordinating, but I'm excited to get started on it and get going with that. Um, you know, we, uh, we're still in the process of, of booking everything and getting everything going, but um, really, really excited for this year. And, and uh, the Blues Fest, Marissa, has been organized a number of different ways. It's been a two-day festival, a long one-day festival. Uh, where are we at now for this year? We'll stick with the two days. We like the Friday night, Saturday. Um, we have the farmer's market in the morning, and so we can't start too early, but as soon as we get that turned around, we're going to stick with the two days. We like that. Um, and we uh, had to cancel day two last year, so we're really hoping for some good weather, but at least it gave us the opportunity splitting it on two days to get half of the entertainers um, on stage and performing. By the way, just in case you need to know, we are in this conference room right next to the maker space, and uh, we've got lots of youngsters in there, and if you're if you're hearing noise, they're just having a whale of a good time in there, because I, I walked right by that, excuse me, I walked right by there, and it's all windowed, so I could see it yeah. as I was coming in, and they, that maker spaces i wish they'd have had one when i was that age. i know i know it's so much fun to watch <laughs> the, another uh, item i'd like to talk and, and each of you can can ju- jump in on this the nickel play trail has been years in the making and parts of it have been open and now uh we've kind of gone through the pain last year of having to close 116th street yeah <laughs> the mayor said very few things scare him to death that one scared him a little bit <laughs> They have to close 116th Street right in the heart of downtown to get that tunnel built. Yeah. Well, the tunnel is almost finished now, yes. and uh, we're ready for the grand opening. Who wants to start with that? How about you, Shannon? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's. Um, I've, I've lived in Fishers for quite a quite a while, so it it feels weird that all of that construction was happening a year ago. I was like, I guess I don't even really re- remember all the pain of that. Um, but it's it's great that it's almost to a completion um we are going to have um uh put on a a good grand opening uh starting with uh may 13th with a um a vip event for some of our stakeholders and um city officials and people who've just been a part of the the trail process from the beginning uh to kind of celebrate the, the grand opening and then followed by um and um followed by the may 14th we'll have a full day um stretching all the way from starting here at the hub and going all the way towards um the library uh, we'll have a lot of activities going all day um, so really, really excited for both days. And there'll be some music as well, right? Yes. There will be music. We're, we're kind of splitting it into playing off of the farmer's market in the morning. Uh, we'll end at noon. And then our first component on the 14th, that Saturday, will be real family-friendly, um, catered towards kids and families. Um, like Shannon said, there'll be activities from uh, here at Hub and Spoke, uh, Maker Playground, all the way down to um, you know the central area right by the library um, there. Um, and that's from 12 to 4. So that'll kind of catch people coming from the farmer's market. Or if you are not going to the farmer's market, you can drive in either one of those points and walk the trail. And then we're going to take a pause. And uh, from 7 to 10, we'll be a little bit more adult-focused. There will be music, entertainment, roving artists, uh, live art demonstrations, um, activities, food trucks, of we'll course, have, all of the businesses that already exist downtown uh, will have food as we'll have, well. We'll have music play. Yeah, and yeah. you know, the, uh, 
There are so many pieces of that uh, that trail where people have plans on doing something, and I've I've always been impressed with what the library is doing. Yes, right yeah. next to the trail, they have some really ambitious plans there. They do, and we're excited. I mean, I wish they were there for the grand opening. That would be exciting. But um, they have some really cool stuff there. I think um, we're just focusing on this small portion, but. If you have had an opportunity um, to go the full length of it, you know, it, it's just such a cool amenity for the city. So that's coming up uh, May 14th for the, for the general public, uh, right after the farmer's market. There'll yeah. be two segments of time, mm-hmm. one family-oriented at night, a little more adult-oriented as far as the music and the, and the food and just the, the acts around. So that's something yeah. that uh, we can all look forward to, and you can plan for it now, uh, May 14th. Yes, please. Um, Shannon, I'm going to ask you something that I see a lot. Uh, in terms of Park and Recreation Department, and that's the need for volunteers. You have so much going on here, and you have a staff, but it's not a large staff. I mean, you, you can only do so much with the paid staff you have. So, so Shannon, I'm going to ask you to start. Talk about just what sorts of things volunteers can do in Fisher's Parks. Wow. I think we use our volunteers in a variety of ways. I mean, for me, um, our volunteers are an extension of our staff. Uh, they, you know, they represent us and the Parks Department, and I think they feel just as much a part of the events that we're putting on as we do, because they, re- they really want to help out, and they want to be a part of the community, and they really want to make sure that anyone that attends is having uh, a great experience. And so, um, you know, when I've worked with volunteers in the past, they really want know to understand why we're doing this what their role is how can they make things better and they love having an opportunity to give feedback on some of those things so that way in the future uh, we can we can grow those things and so I, I would say our volunteers are really the heart of any event that we have um, I I know for me I to kind of use a, a, a baseball reference, I love the I love a stacked bullpen. So, give me. You got to be a fake baseball fan to understand that. <laughs> give me give me more hands, the better. I am all for it. I will never turn down help. So, uh, any volunteers that we have for our events, I I, I love it. And Marissa, how would one? Uh... Uh, try to raise their hand and say, hey, I'd like to be a volunteer. Yeah, I am always just blown away by the amount of volunteers that we have for all our our events. And Spark Fishers, we literally ask for hundreds um, of volunteers to put that on. Um, so if you are interested, volunteerfishers.com. You can go on, you can create an account, you can view all the different opportunities. Um, and like Shannon said, there's a variety. We are looking for uh, volunteers for our events, so it'd be a one-day um, commitment. And then there's also volunteer opportunities that would be working with the kiddos here in our fifth grade um, program at um, Maker Playground. And that would be a consistent thing if you if you have any experience, or even if you don't, but you're interested um, in the makerspace. Um, and, and working with kids, that's that's a um, you know a consistent need. We also have a consistent need at the agri park. Um, so if you if that there are a lot of people that that is a passion of theirs. Maybe they don't have a garden or yard of their own, um, but being able to help out consistently at the agri park is always a need too. But there's a variety of different things that you could find on that website. It's 
volunteerfishers.com. And Shannon, as I mentioned before, you're one of the newer members of the staff here at the Fishers Park and Recreation Department. Uh, talk a little bit about yourself, what you've uh, done professionally before you got here. Uh, yeah, so uh, I started uh, in the January of this year. Um, my previous experience is mostly in um, sports and entertainment for the past 13, 14 years. Um, I, I got my start working for the Detroit Pistons back, uh, back in my home, hometown of Michigan. Uh, spent um, nine years working for them and then three years working, for, then uh, I moved here to work for the Pacers where I worked for them for three years. Um, and then I worked, spent one year working for USA Gymnastics uh, before coming to, so, uh, experiences, working with people, working around sports, walking around entertainment, uh, building events. Uh, it's kind of my, my life. Um, it's something that I love to do. Um, I've, I've been able to do some really cool experiences, things that I would have never been able to do or thought to do when I was a, when I was a kid. And, um, and, you know, this is just another opportunity working for um, to fishers to just grow that and extend that uh, to, you know, take my experiences that I've had working for these larger groups and teams and take that experience and bring it to the city and, and hopefully provide um, a similar um, seamless and fun and individualized experience that we gave to all of our, to all of our ticketed events, um, whether it be at Game Field House or at the Palace or wherever, uh, give that same experience here at the Nickel Plate. You know, uh, NBA is entertainment, uh, and I think there. there I'm, I'd ha I have HBO, and I've been watching this series about how Jerry Buss bought the Lakers. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And uh, when at that point, you know, cheerleaders were that they were like high school cheerleaders for the NBA. He transformed. He and his daughter transformed that into a dance routine, which completely changed not just the NBA, but really most of professional sports, the NFL, everybody went to girls in cheerleader outfits, but doing dance routines yep. rather than the, so, it, and there's a lot more to it, but, but he wanted the NBA to be a big show and be yep. a big entertainment thing. And, and really all the teams bought into that eventually. And even though Buss almost bankrupted himself when he bought the team, he still, you know, we're kind of halfway through the story now, but it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. So I'm, this NBA experience is tied directly into everything you're doing. Yeah, yeah. and I, I know Marissa can uh, talk about this a little bit, too, because she's from the NBA um, as well. Um, but I remember when I first started working for the Pistons and my mom came to one of her first games. And one of her comments was, she, was, she says, I didn't even pay attention to the game. I was so lost in everything else that was happening. She's like, I didn't even want to get up to go use the bathroom. I was scared I was going to miss something. And that's truly what you you have at NBA arenas now. Mm -hmm. I mean, when there's a timeout, that's not a break. Yeah. That's sit in your seats and wait and see what a is going to happen. Yeah. TV gets to run their commercial, the fans get to see something special. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, she, he yeah. mentioned this. you got to mention your NBA experience, Marissa. Yeah, well, it's funny. Um, Shannon and I crossed paths um, several years ago. It was my first time to uh, Indiana. I was working for the Portland Trailblazers at the time, and um, all of the directors uh, in the NBA 
came to, uh, well, what was it then? It was Banker's Life, yep. uh, now Gamebridge. Um, but they hosted all the directors from um, each team for a like, guest experience summit. And so Shannon was the one um, that kind of took us around and showed us around in Indianapolis. It was my first time here. Um, and I had no plans on the horizon to move here. So it just kind of worked out that we uh, reconnected off after all these years. So I worked with the, the Trailblazers for three years. And before that, I worked um, in California for NHL. I worked for the Anaheim Ducks and their arena there. So similar well, backgrounds. Yeah. And just one quick thing. We're almost done. Anything you'd like to add about any of this uh, before we uh, wrap this up, Shannon? Oh, wow. Um if not, that's okay. No, I, I just, I'm really, I'm just really excited. I'm ready to, you know, all the. I think I can speak for a lot of people who work in events and experiences. Uh, I think the hardest part is everything leading up to it. Once the the concert gets here, like that's that's actually when things kind of you kind of relax and release, and it's all right. We're here. Let's go. Um, and so I'm really just excited to kind of have that moment. Marissa, anything you want to add? I am so excited and I'm so I want to say I'm so proud of our team being flexible in the last couple of years. I mean, really our community, you know, everybody with um, different variations and um, of things that we normally do. And um, our team really pulled together to pull some different experiences out. We did a you know, we had to cancel some shows. Unfortunately, we did some socially distant shows that were um, really successful and well attended. And I feel like we're at a spot now where we're kind of getting back to, you know, our normal routine. And um, knowing with everybody's comfort level being a little bit different, um, there's opportunity at the amp to spread out, space yourself out, but still enjoy the concert. And I'm just really excited to see things kind of get back to the normal routine. You just heard Marissa Deckert. She's the assistant director for the Fishers Park and Recreation Department. And joining her in the podcast, Shannon Jones, that big, expansive title, Experience Coordinator, which takes in a lot, including the concerts that we've been talking about today. So uh, to both of you, thank you very much uh, for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the LarryInFishers.com podcast. If you like the podcast, please let others know. You can find it on most platforms where you go for podcasts. Just search using this phrase, Podcasts by Larry Lannan, L-A-N-N-A-N. Also, if you listen on a platform such as iTunes, please take a moment, rate and comment on my podcast series. So thanks for listening, and please be safe and be kind. Mm-hmm.